Welcome to the Holistic Lifestyle Podcast, where I help busy Christian moms create schedules that eliminate stress, ditch toxins, and experience God-given freedom of peace. Hey guys, today I thought I would go ahead and share some of my Bible study with y'all. It's um, gonna be over the fruits of the Spirit. And it's something that I've been thinking on a lot lately, what the fruits of the Spirit are and exactly what they really mean and how to see if we have fruit in our lives or not or what areas need to grow. And so I thought I would share my Bible study on this with you guys in hopes of it benefiting anyone else that is interested in doing this study with me. And yes, there's little ones around too. I think they benefit from hearing my Bible studies as well. Okay. So I am a follower of Jesus and I like to follow either the King's James, King James Version or the English Standard Version, the Bible that I read. Um, there's many different versions in there, and y'all can do your research for what you prefer most. But today I'll be reading from the ESV. So I'm going to start at Galatians 5, 22 and read to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So before this passage, there is some warnings as well, which I will go ahead and read too. I'm going to go into them more later on, but I think it's important. It's in the same context. It's kind of like, here's the fruits and here are the works of the flesh. So at Galatians 5.19, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow, the power of that warning. Um really sits with me. I guess that's the feeling of righteous fear. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a straight up warning. It's pretty straightforward, but we'll come back to that. Going back to the fruits of the spirit. The first one is love. And there's other scriptures on a few of the fruits of the spirit. I think it's like love, joy, and hope. And it says that but of the most of these things is love. And so I don't think it's 
by mistake or unintentional that the very first fruit of the Spirit is love. And so I'm going to go ahead and look up some definitions of love. Okay, so I, want this. I did some I want this. deep diving and I, I will this. share my resources at the end. Um, or I'll actually, you know what, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll share the links and such that I used and, of course, the Bible. So the first thing I want to read is 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Paul compares faith, hope, and love and concludes that the greatest of these is love. So that's what I was referencing to before. Um, here we have 1 John 4, 7 through 8. God, God alone is the source of love. He poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us, Romans 5, 5. And, of course, he gave us the Holy Spirit by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins and to leave us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And there's honor your father and mother, and you shall love your nut. <laughs> Sorry, getting distracted by the kiddos. I'm going to walk over here a little. Are you complaining here? So it says, honor your father and mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself Matthew 19 19 so then another one here Matthew 5 43 you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy Jesus served as an example he wants us to love others by serving others husbands kids family friends strangers those in need being sinners go and learn what this means i desire mercy and not sacrifice for i came not to call the righteous but sinners matthew 9:13 our enemy is the devil be sober minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour first peter 5:8 these were just these verses don't exactly share on the fruit of the spirit love, but I was led to these verses from God's word. So I'm sharing them with you guys as well. Um so some of these will be specifically about love and some will just be what I was led to as well. Um Proverbs 8:13 Love doesn't mean acceptance. Of evil, we are to hate evil. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil, and perverted speech I hate. That's Proverbs eight thirteen. So we're not supposed to just, you know, accept evil. Just by loving others that are doing evil things, you don't love the evil things they do. You hate the evil things. We're supposed to hate the evil things that we or others do. Um, it, we're not supposed to accept that. You can still love someone without accepting the evil. You love them by telling them the truth, which, you know, you realize that the devil is working through that person. So to love them is to save them by s- discipling them, not being their best friend, not accepting their sin, but telling them the truth. 
In 1 John 3.18, it says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So we love others that are sinning by telling them the truth. Matthew 25.34-40 and Romans 12.13 reference that believers need to share with those in need, whether that need is for food water, lodging, clothing, healing, or friendship. The love demonstrated in the parable of the Good Samaritan shows that agape form of love is not emotional love, but a response to someone who is in need. I need to be more loving of strangers, this has made me realize, and that I need to keep my eyes open to love all of those around me. You know, my family, my friends, strangers, and to see what they all need to have my eyes open and searching for that to serve and to love them to die to my selfishness to do these things out of love ultimately my love for God because it's amazing how much God loves me how much God loves all of us and I want to show that love and turn back you know I have love for him and that's a fruit of the spirit and that's that's beautiful um here's another verse here Galatians five seventeen. for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do Romans eight thirteen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Wow, that's just really powerful and such a great reminder. Second Corinthians ten three through 4 For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. You know... We have to realize that our battle here is not really against people. It's not against things in this world. It's against and for our spirit and against, you know, the devil. And we cannot do this on our own. But if we run to God and follow his word, he can guide us. He will save us because he loves us. So I went through and I've heard plenty of times there's all these different versions of love because, you know, the English language we use love for every form of love and there's multiple forms of love. So I thought it was time to really think about what Hebrew versions or Hebrew definitions of love and the Greek definitions of love to help in the English form understand these different types of love. So some Hebrew definitions of love were ahab. Now I'm not going to say any of these correctly, I'm sure. So bear with me guys, but ahab, that's A-H-A-B, to love in which we delight, desire with our minds and affections, actions. So this was for like, God of course is present in all forms of love because God is love. 
but other ways we can look at this is between wives and husbands, children, parents, best friends. It's like those close, very affectionate type of love. And then there's habab, which is to love so strongly to protect. So obviously God's love for us. He protects us from evil and ourselves the evil nature in ourselves and you know here's another example of God showing him and his creation by the husbands having a desire to protect their wives and as parents to protect our children and wow that's that's really cool to see. Um, another word for a Hebrew definition of love is hashak, which is attached or connected love. So, of course, once again, God is in all this. Um, you know, when you're connected, you're one. Um, husband and wives, you know, when you become married, you become one. Um, this was also mentioned that objects could be in this because you could be attached, you know, having a love for an object, you know, how we're like, oh, I love cookies. Well, (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) So really, I try to say I like cookies when it comes to objects instead of love, because in the English language, I think that that is overused in wrong ways. No, we don't have cookies. <laughs> and um, my sons, both of my sons are talking to me. But um, they have a specific word for this type of love for objects as well. Now, the Greek definitions of love, there's agape, which is deep and constant, even though unworthy. So, once again, hopefully you guys can hear me. (laughs) Once again, God is in this. You know, God is love. And we can see this love. He he loves us even though, like, (sighs) I'm going to have to look it up here. Because there's a scripture that discusses this exactly and it will share exactly what I'm speaking about so it's uh, about like filthy rags let's see here if I can search it really quick so (laughs) I typed in something and somehow something totally different came up so hmm I'm trying to find it here. Mom? Mom? Yes? Wendy. Huh, I'm really struggling to find this. Well, there's a scripture that discusses that, like, you know what? I'm going to find it. Did you know about the Holistic Life Academy? It's the ultimate life coaching program for busy Christian moms striving to be stress-free. It's where we get clarity on your goals and dreams and how to reach them. 
It's simplified for a realistic and easy approach so you can take action that you can actually maintain. It's holistic because not only do we focus on your to-do list, but we also dive deep into the natural alternatives tailored to your body's specific needs. In this program, you'll have access to weekly one-on-one live coaching with me worksheets and bonuses including breath work exercises but best of all the blessing of freedom of god-given peace confidence and possibility click the link in the description to get started today and don't forget to check out my freebies okay so i found it here so it's Isaiah 64, 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. So it's just in reference of like, even our best is nothing compared to God's best. And so it's just a very humble reminder. Um... And I think it fits in line that, you know, with this agape version of love, like even though we're so unworthy, God still loves us. And this also goes, the agape love goes for like strangers because, you know, in a way, like we don't know them. So, you know, we're just humankind in general. And then agapetos, which is, of course, God is in this and close ones. Then there's um, Eros, which is romantic love, Storge, which is family, and Philia, which brothers and sisters of God. And there were a few others, but they fit in the already discussed versions of love. Another thing I wanted to read is a very popular passage. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So... That passage has always been one that I go to when I think about love and when I need a reminder, you know, being patient and true patience isn't when people are easy to be patient with. You know, you can really look at how you're handling things like when someone's not easy to be patient with, when they're being very hard, then you can see how patient you actually are with them. Because of course, when it's easy to be patient with them, of course you're patient with them. But my dad really brought that actually into perspective for me not too long ago that you really see how patient you are when it's not easy to be patient. And I'm constantly reminded this with little ones. Yeah, Yeah, is that funny? And yes, you may play with that. Um, Love is kind so to be kind to be nice to people um and then it says love does not envy or boast you know 
kind of just looking at that gossipy nature you'll you'll feel the holy spirit will let you know you know if you're listening the holy spirit will tell you when something doesn't feel right um it's not arrogant or rude you know to really pay attention that it does not insist on its own way so it's not selfish it's not irritable or resentful it doesn't hold grudges you know it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth so it doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing like if something bad happens they're not going to rejoice about that but they're going to tell the truth of that and rejoice that the truth is told because then this person we have the opportunity to grow and be saved love bears all things you know we we can't bear all things but god can and through love God helps us to bear all the things that we go through in our lives. And that's going to look differently for everyone. And wow, just kind of letting that sink in. Um, love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. It's just a great scripture there. Um, another one here, First John three sixteen. The command to love others is based on how God has loved us. Since believers have been the recipients of love, they must love. Since Christ has laid down his life for us, we must be willing to lay down our lives for our brothers. Be gentle. Now that type of love... it's hard and I don't think as humans besides for very close people can do that so easily um but God will call each of us to different things and give us the strength that we need to do those sorts of things to love in whatever way he would love and he wants us to love um this is reference to Luke 10 hey you need to be careful. That was not gentle. You need to go and sit over there. Sorry, guys. Had to pause there to live life. <laughs> to teach kiddos. So, yeah, I'm going to reference Luke 10, 29 through 37. So, many people in Jesus day jesus's day believed that a neighbor was a fellow israelite when asked to define neighbor however jesus cited the parable of the good samaritan a person who knowingly crossed traditional boundaries to help a wounded jew a neighbor is anyone who is in need jesus also told his disciples that a neighbor might even be someone who hates them curses them or mistreats them yet they must love even enemies luke 6 27 through 36 as a witness and a testimony. So a little of that rubs me the wrong way, to be honest. It just, it does. You know, someone that hates me, curses me, mistreats me, and I'm supposed to love them. And I've realized the reason it rubs me the wrong way is because I'm not paying attention to the different forms of love. I'm thinking I'm supposed to be best friends and be affectionate to someone who loves me and no 
Uh, that doesn't make sense. That's not. Therefore, that's not what God is calling us to do. You know, God is calling us to love them by telling them the truth. Truth is love. Truth can tick someone off. But if they need to hear it, then they need to hear it. You know, it's it's far more a testimony to God if one day, you know, even though maybe you're not friends with that person anymore, but one day it clicks, God opens their eyes and they see they're wrong and they follow God and their soul is saved. I would rather... I'd almost say I'd rather have no friends. And that's hard because I I really do enjoy having those to talk to and, you know, have friendship with. And I'll say that that's love, you know, that I'd rather, you know, have none. Like, if they can't handle the truth, then they can't handle it. You know, God will help them to handle it, though. And so, I believe... The friendships will last. <laughs> um, you know, at least those, you know, ones that are meant to be God willing. Because, um, you know, it's all it's all God helping us through this. We, you know, we couldn't do it on our own. And we, we just have to be truthful, you know, with those that are doing wrong. You can love them just by being truthful and in hopes of their soul being saved. And that's love. You don't have to be their best friend or even hang out with them. So it's a different type of love there. It's just the love for, you know, humankind in general, anyone in need. Or agapos, I believe, was the Greek version. Alright, so John fifteen twelve, love each other as I have loved you. Paul affirms that the entire law is summed up in a single command, love your neighbor as yourself. Galatians five fourteen. James sees the command to love one another as a royal law. Two eight. Love is the motivation for evangelism. Christ's love Christ's love compels us to become ambassadors for Christ with a ministry of reconciliation 2 Corinthians 5:14 You know it's the whole reason reason that we are discipleship focused and evangelist focused at times and I'll pray you know that God opens our eyes to see those that are in need of our love so that we can bring forth the fruit of the spirit of love that God gives us and hopefully you know hopefully more can be saved and that's a testimony to God that is love you know this time we have on earth is long but really short in the grand scheme of things and to help each other to be as iron sharpens iron to just help each other to 
make it home to heaven one day, you know, to have love for each other, to encourage each other to make it there. That, you know, that's something I'm going to focus on. So hopefully this has given you some stuff to think about, some stuff to look up, some stuff to pray about to work on I know it sure has for me um and it's been not all at once I've been taking breaks here and there because you know I'm at home with kids and taking care of things and I'm thankful for God giving me grace for being able you know just I, I don't get to just sit there and spend hours you know reading this stuff because I have kids to take care of and that's totally fine God understands that and he's there for me during it and after it and in between and that's a way that he shows love to me and I'm thankful for that so for others that are in any similar situation with young kids or kids in general and it's hard to read the Bible I hope that this can help you you know, just realize that it's hard for all of us and just take little bits and pieces. You know, I've been getting some stuff done and then coming back to reading and writing this down and thinking on it. And then I'm going back to doing other stuff and then I get interrupted a little bit, but I come back to it. So just keep coming back to God. Um, just keep going to him. That's what I'm going to keep doing and that's what he wants us to do so I hope this can help y'all with understanding the fruit of the spirit being love head on over to apple podcast if you aren't there already and leave a rating and review on how you're liking the podcast to help me reach more moms so we can all live stress-free p.s if you're a working mama share what you do for work to get featured on the holistic lifestyle podcast looking forward to chatting with you next tuesday have a blessed week mm-hmm.